This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey up, it's the No Near Never podcast, with your host, Jamie Smith. Good evening, I'm Jamie Smith, and this is episode 11 of the No Near Never podcast. Episode 11 already, can you believe that? My guests tonight are Andy Devaney, Adam Heat, James Bird, Andrew Frost, and new boy Robbie Kopak. Packed house today, and there's no news because there's lots and lots to talk about, so we'll go straight in with the Forest Cup match. Last Tuesday night, Burnley won 2-1, came from behind, two goals from Danny Ings. Um, so we'll start with you, Andy, Danny Ings, number one fan. Good results to come from behind against Forest in the Cup. Andy, yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was great. Sat in the uh, Lord Jimmy. Hello. Yeah, go on. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. <laughs> uh, yeah, sat in. Uh, it was. It. It was good. Um, it showed good team spirit to come from behind. Um, and watching Danny score them two fantastic goals when the one when he sort of turned and. Uh, Chipped it over the top was was superb, really, and that, well, the header was fantastic as well. They were both really, really good goals, weren't they? Of course, the yeah. first one probably the better of the two, where it just sort of came to him and he's taking it on his thigh and then flicked it in the top corner. But the second one, um, good in a different way, I suppose. That it, it was just a header that he just sort of looped over the goalkeeper. So again, Danny is going for different goals. But did he ask he for did it ask for the free kick um, when Junior took the free cross? Yeah, when Junior was uh, sort of indicating to him to sort of, and he broke off in the back and ran across. So it was, I think it was a training ground move, really. But it, when it worked, it was super. And um, Robbie, to come to you, what what impressed you the most about the, the Forest game in particular? Um, <clears throat> probably the fact that we made a slow start. Forest took the lead, and then I think after that we came to life, and obviously a bit of magic from Danny Ings, and it was a, I would say, a pretty comfortable win in the end. Obviously, Forrest rested um, quite a few players. Do you think that made any difference to to the result, or would we have beaten them anyway, do you think? Um, I think we would have beaten them anyway, to be honest. Uh, I think the fact that Forrest made loads of changes shows the strength and depth they have. I still knew all their players, and they could still probably push for a top-six finish if they had that team out. And of course, we had a couple of players missing as well. Michael Duff had the the night off, and David Jones was out with that bad gash. We'll not talk too much about that bad gash. Um, Andrew, do you think it was impressive that even without our strongest eleven out, we still managed to come through that tie? Yeah, definitely shows that we've we've got some uh, strength in depth. Obviously, we haven't got a lot of it, but was it about four changes? Teresa came in, Stanislas, but all of yeah, these are the wingers change as well, yeah. They're all proven quality championship players, in my opinion. So, yeah, it shows that we have a pretty good squad if we do get a couple of injuries. just We could just do with a few more, though. Because that, that's one of the things we've talked about on the podcast quite a lot, Adam. The fact that if, if someone from the first 11 is missing, then there isn't someone of the required quality to come in. But the fact that Dash was able to make a few changes for the Forest game, not a lot, but a few, and we still performed well enough to get the win, that just indicates that we don't have to panic if there are one or two missing one week. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I 
if we start to get a few injuries, I mean, this isn't really going to happen until later on in the season anyway. If we if we started to pick up three or four plus a suspension, I think we might start to get worried. But uh, but but the the strength and depth we have now is is uh, is proven good. Especially going through to the next round of the cup, there's only three championship teams left, and we're one of them. So I think that's uh, that's a good a good sign for us. Um, what do you think of the cup draw? Just before we move on to to the Charlton game, West Ham at home. Are you happy with that draw, Adam? Oh, it's not the most exciting draw in the world. I've got to say, I was I was actually at West Ham the last time we played them in a cup match, and uh, and and we were awful. I think we lost five one that night. But but I think the the fact that it's a home tie uh, gives us a very good chance of going through. So I mean, I'll, I'll t- quite happily take that. What about you, Robbie? West Ham at home. Do you think that's a a good draw? Do you fancy our chance to get into the quarterfinals? Yeah, I think it's a very good draw. Very good opportunity to go through. Um, I don't think West Ham have the greatest away record either, so, and I don't think West Ham have a great record at Turf Moor either, so hopefully we'll get the win and go through to the quarterfinals. I think um, a lot of people would have preferred a, a slightly more glamorous tie, wouldn't they, Andrew? But West Ham at home, that's got to be something you would call winnable, right? Definitely, yeah. I don't think they're scoring that many in the Premiership either without Andy Carroll, so... On that front, you don't think they're going to pose that much of a threat, but there again, they are a Premier League side, so they're obviously going to carry something. But at home, I'd fancy us, to be honest. And, of course, West Ham, probably not likely to play a strong side, so it should be another good opportunity for us to to get another a win under our belts and go on. I mean, the way we play, that's four straight wins now after Charlton, which we'll come to in a minute. That gives us every chance, Andy, of getting into the quarterfinals and going on a cup run similar to the one in the promotion season, which we we all saw what an impact that had on the squad. Yeah, exactly. I think uh, it was the catalyst, wasn't it? Um, I used to say things uh, don't happen like that again. Um, I think we can beat Big Sam. And it'll be nice to get one over him, won't it? Well, of course, it's a long time since he was in charge of Rovers, but yeah, I suppose he'll, he'll still get a, a slightly feisty reception, do you think, from the Turf Moor fans? Uh, once, once you play for them, you're always sort of stuck with that stigma. Right? I, I, I never liked him when he was at Bolton. I think he's just a bit dodgy, <laughs> in my opinion. Well, <laughs> I'm sure we could talk about Sam Allardyce's tax affairs for a while, but yeah, we'll we'll move on from that. Adam, you've got a point on on Forest before we move on. Yeah, just uh, when I was watching the extended highlights uh, on Claret's player, I noticed. Uh, there were two really good performances. One from Tracy, who had a, a a great run down the right, like a nice change of pace, getting into the box. Um, so I think that shows that everyone on the team wants to score. So it's a good sign of confidence. And then uh, at the other end of the pitch, Tom Heaton, uh, we had a really good spell of pressure, like three or four good chances to uh, on goal, and then uh, Forrest broke, and Heaton was right on it, uh, made a really great save down the other end to keep our lead. So it's, uh, I mean. It's very easy. He could have just lost focus, but he was solid all game, I thought. So there's a lot of strength in the squad at the moment. He's been fantastic all season, hasn't he, Tom Heaton? I'm sure we'll come to him a little bit later when we talk about the, the candidates for September's Player of the Month, which you can vote for now. If you're on Twitter, use the hashtag Clarets, P-O-T-M, and we'll count those up and get those announced on the site on Friday, I think. Um, just another point before we move on to the Charlton game. If if you're listening to the podcast and you think, I could do better than this lot, give us a shout and we'd love to get you on. We get as many people on as we can. We've got five guests tonight. So if you are interested in coming on, get in touch. You can tweet us at nonanevernet or email us blog at nonanever.net and we'll, we'll get you on. All you need is Skype and we broadcast Monday night at 7 o'clock. So as long as you're free at that time. We'll get you on. Right, we'll move on to the Charlton game now. Saturday, um, a, a fairly poor side came to Turf Moor, but we brushed them aside pretty comfortably. 3-0, Danny Ings opened the scoring again, and there were two goals for Sam Volks as well. Um, Andy, Danny Ings is closing in on that 40-goal mark, isn't he? That's 10 already, and we've only just got to the end of September. I think, uh, I believe, um, on Carrots player, um, Mr Bird Senior was saying um, that he's only the fourth player ever to do that, I think. Um, along the lines of uh, with, um, uh, oh, my mind's gone blank. Um, well, certainly Charlie Austin. Pointer, I think Charlie, it? Yeah, yeah it was Pointer's record last year, and Austin, I think, had 12 at this time last year. So to be in that sort of company just shows how well he started the season. And you were yeah. one that was singing his praises, but he's taken a lot of people by surprise. Why were you so confident at the start of the season that this was going to be Ings's year? I've seen him play quite a few times. I saw him make his debut um, 
against Preston Reserves at Chorley a couple of years back, and he came off the bench and scored within a minute. And just the way the way he plays, he just wants to go to goal. He wants to score, and I don't know. I just, he just I, I get excited watching him. He's my favourite player that I've seen since I mean, since Robbie Blake probably. Um, he's, he's 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 superb. I just I just think he's great. He is comparable to Blake in a way, isn't he? Because he's got that ability to get goals, but also he makes things happen when he gets on the ball and around the box. And I think that's why fans are so pleased to see him doing well. I've got a really good start, actually, and I'm sure you'll like this, Adam. You're a good stats man. Last season, between them, Sam Bolts and Danny Ainge scored eight goals. And between them this season, they've already got 16. Can you believe the difference in our strike force from last season to this season? Was that was that to me? Sorry, <laughs> it, it was to Adam. But I'll let you come in on that one, Andy. Um, I think it, Volks wanted a run in the in the team, didn't he? I remember he's been in the paper today saying about it, and he's and he wants to pay the manager back for it. And he's been doing um, he's he's been doing well. And every time somebody leaves, you know, um, Austin goes, and people think that we won't score any goals throughout history. Whoever leaves, somebody else will come up and take that mantle. Um, but I mean, it's the best strike force in the championship, isn't it? And if, if, long may it continue. If it keeps going like that, we're going up. <laughs> well, certainly in terms of goals, they're the best strike force in the championship at the moment. Um, Andrew Charlton, a lot of people have said would just sort of come into turf more, trying to get a draw. Do you think that's fair? And in that case, do you think it's impressive that we managed to get the win so comfortably? I think so because. Usually Burnley have a tendency to struggle against the so-called lesser teams, I find. Usually a poor game against the bigger ones. But um, so comprehensive on Saturday, it was unbelievable. I think we've just got to that stage where it's not just a good start. I think we have actually got a pretty decent team here. We could do something special this year. I think it's nine games in, you get a realistic view of what the team's been doing and compare it to the rest of the championship. And I think we're doing pretty well. Well, I'll, I'll come to whether this is just a good start or whether whether we've whether we are the real deal a little bit later. But um, even if we lose the next league game at Doncaster tomorrow night, we will have twenty points from ten games. So to um, to get two points a game, sorry, is promotion form if we can keep that up. Um, James, I think you're available now, so we'll come to you on the Charlton game. What did you make of Burnley's performance? Um. I think we're a bit like the first half and it's not really often you win 3-0 and you can say that um, but we really came out second half and showed what a, what a good side we are and in the end there was, I don't know, there was even a contest there um, Do you think that the slow start was because we just didn't get enough tempo or was it that Charleston was sat back? Um, it was probably a combination of the two really I mean Charleston clearly came with a game plan to sort of get what they could out of the game and um, I don't think we really pushed the tempo as much as you'd normally expect us to early on. Um, Robbie, to come to you on the Charlton game, obviously finished 3-0. Do you think that was a fair result? Did we do enough to win that comfortably or do you think it could have been even more? What did you make of Burnley? I, I, I actually think that it could have been more. Um, I think after we got the third, I, I do think that we did take the foot off the gas just slightly. I think if we'd really gone for it, we maybe could have got nicked a fourth and maybe a fifth. Well, we certainly had plenty of pressure. I think Ings hit the bar, didn't he? So he, he could have had another. Um, but I, I, I think 3 0 was probably fair overall. It was the first time I've seen us play since the Bolton game, the first of the season. I was extremely impressed. I thought Charlton sat back very deep, made it difficult for us. But once we got that first goal, we were absolutely dominant and just manipulated the ball so well, so calmly. Um, Andrew, do you think that? That's three three nil wins already this season, and we talked about Dash before about him being the sort of manager who's going to try and nick ones and twos. Do you think we've opened up a little bit more this season, or is it just that the strike forces start to gel? Um, I think it's a bit of both, really. I think obviously the strike force has gelled because the return of goals is obviously something in itself. But I think the team have probably got used to Dash's way of thinking more because last season he came in and he obviously had to address. A shipping like three goals a game so he did that first and I think he's had the summer to work with them on this so-called shape that he, he always goes on about and I think he's got the balance right between defending and attacking now and I think it's benefiting the whole team I want to talk about Sam Volks really because it, it was his goals that 
obviously put the, the gloss on the scoreline and I thought he was excellent. Again, he's playing really well at the moment. Robbie, Sam Vokes this season, what's impressed you most about him? Um, his work rate, his pure work rate. I think I noticed it against Derby County away in the 90th minute and he was still closing down every single ball and I think our fitness levels this season are absolutely phenomenal and I think if we keep it up, I honestly think that we can be the real deal, as you said earlier. Andy, obviously you spent most of your time watching Danny Ings, but have you noticed anything in particular about Sam Bolts as well? Uh, yeah, I think he's my most improved player this season. Um, I was disappointed, and you backed me up on this, on uh, Football League show, and they didn't show the build-up to his, his... Was it his second goal? First goal? First goal. Um, it was Volks' first goal, our yeah, second. Yeah, went. When Arfield um, sort of played it on to Marnie, who passed it through, and as Volks got to it, I was thinking, I, I wish that was Danny Ings, because he'd score here. As he floats it over the top, absolute aplomb. Um, it was superb. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's, he's very much improved, and I'm getting to like the guy. It was a fantastic goal as well. One of the things I've noticed was um, under Eddie Howe, we were very patient and probing and we'd wait and wait. Whereas under Dash, we don't rush the ball forward, not by any stretch, and we're not hoofing it anymore, which is one of the things I didn't like last season. But the, the passing's very deliberate. We're getting the ball forward quickly, but accurately as well. And I think there was only four or five passes in that second goal after Ben Mee won it. Stanislav, I think, fed Arfield. He played it to Marnie and then it was through to Volks. But straight away, Andrew, we were in on goal and it only took four or five passes. It just shows that if you attack the right way, you don't need to spend ages building up as long as you're, you're being accurate and you're being quick in your attacks. Exactly, yeah. I think sometimes the whole of football in itself gets a bit confused over what's direct and what's this passing philosophy that everyone goes on about. But at times there is a need to up the tempo. And under Eddie Howe, I found that sometimes we're just passing it for the sake of it passing it side to side, whereas I think Dash is more, he's instilled more of ruthlessness in the team where if it needs to go forward, it will get forward. And I think that's making us a lot quicker and getting through the phases of play. And then we're obviously scoring a few more goals. So it's all good. I don't think anyone would accuse us of being a direct side now, but if you count up the number of passes in the three goals on Saturday, the first one was a, a long kick from Heaton that was headed on by Volts to Trippier, and then the cross came in. So that was only two or three passes. The second one, I think, four or five at the most, and then the third was a corner. But they were all still good goals. I mean, Volks' technique for the for the third goal is outstanding, but it just goes to show that you don't have to hoof the ball long. You can still pass it deliberately, but... There's no need to be in a big rush. No, the third goal was a, a volley, Andy. You need to see that one again. I think excellent, excellent goals. I just I saw it. I've just seen it, and uh, I thought it, I thought he scored it with his head. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we get used to Sam Volk scoring with all different parts of his body, but he actually scored two with his foot. Unbelievably, Adam, you've got a point on that Volk goal. Yeah, if if you look at it, like if you see the replay of it, it's not easy what he's doing because he's actually he almost side foot volleys it in. He, he gets a lot of power, and he's got to bring his his foot across his body. So it's it's a great technique, and just a, almost as good as the uh, the second chip one. I thought. Oh, it's it's a fantastic goal, no doubt about that. And I think the the official club Twitter account is currently doing one of their poll things over which one was better. But you could make a case for either of them. The second one, I think. Excellent delivery from Stanislas. It was really accurate. But Volks is holding off the defender as well. And the techniques turn and volley it in at the same time. Absolutely fantastic goal. And it just shows what confidence can do for a player. And Danny Ings and Sam Volks, they're both obviously flying at the moment, Robbie. And they know that when the ball comes, they've got the ability to put them away. I, I feel very confident when we go forward. Um, whenever we get the ball out wide... I think Danny Ings, for his size, he's good in the air as well. Bucks, he's good with the ball at his feet and in the air. And I do honestly think that we score every time we go forward. And a word about the defence as well, Andrew. We only conceded a couple of goals in the whole month. And it just goes to show that when you've got that solid platform that Dash has worked on for so long, it means that you've got a bit more fluency further forward and you can commit man forward because you know that you've got a solid back five at the back. How much of a difference do you think it's made? Firstly, having Tom Heaton in there and also the settled back four. And do you think that's underpinned our whole solid start to the season? Definitely, yeah. Last time I was on here, I think I, I, um, it was the last player of the month contenders and I actually voted for Shackle. 
And I think he's continued that fall when alongside Duff, who I didn't think Kevin Long did too much wrong to get dropped, but Duff has come in, used his experience, and then you've got me and Trippier either side, who I think of all quality fullbacks, to be honest, probably two of the best in the championship. But and then Tom Heaton, who who's come in and he's probably been one of our better players as well. And it's quite a big task actually coming in as a goalkeeper, I find. You take maybe a few months to settle in with, I don't know, shouting to your players and that. But ever since he's come in, he's been commanding. I think that's made a real difference to the whole team. It's certainly one of the impressive things about Tom Heaton, that he has settled so quickly. Every time I see him, he impresses me. But on Saturday, I think he had one save to make, and that was a a header from a cross that was straight at him. Goalkeepers... um, Adam, we'll come to you on goalkeepers. It, it does take them a while to settle sometimes. We saw with Lee Grant that it took a while, and I think he's doing the same at Derby at the moment. Is there anything about Tom Heaton that you think has helped him to settle quicker? Do you think maybe the fact that he's got family in the area? Yeah, it's possibly that. I think it's possibly also that um, with the, the depth we've signed in goalkeepers, that he's probably got some good competition uh, coming through from Chizak and that in the... Uh, in the squad, so he's probably being pushed to perform his best every week. I think uh, you know, he's doing outstanding for my money. I think I've seen Lee Grant a couple of times just in highlights packages, and he's uh, he's been fumbling and, and uh, having a few mistakes for Derby. But I don't think I've seen Heaton uh, do all that much wrong. Really, he's been great. And um, of course, Andy, you've played a, a big role in Tom Heaton's form this season. Do you do you want to share with us your little routine with Tom Heaton? Um, yeah, we get on the turf pretty early and it's just about when he's coming out. Um, so I always give him a shout and he waves back. Uh, I used to do it with Brian Jensen, who used to used to make me uh, my little nephew sort of laugh his head off. Um, so yeah, and just saying that he keeps not letting goals in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't been trying to wave at Danny Ings. Uh, James, you were a, a staunch defender of Lee Grant. Um, what's your assessment of Tom Heaton so far? I think he's a, fun- <coughs> I think he's a fantastic keeper. Um, I put them both really on the same level. I think he's a pretty much exact replacement, um, but I think the local connection does help him sort of have that extra sort of edge, that extra bit of passion, maybe. Well, his family are Burnley fans, aren't they? I'm not sure if Tom himself was growing up. But I suppose with footballers, they're not typically fans because they're busy playing on a Saturday. Um, just to come back to the Charlton game as a whole. What what? What was the most impressive thing about Burnley's performance for you? Um, probably that we never really got out of second gear, but absolutely annihilated a team. Um, I mean, I think that is probably the most obvious thing to take out of it. Well, it's it's like I just said, it's the third time we've won three 0 this season. People say we didn't get out of second gear, but you wonder how how heavily we could beat a team if if we were right at our best. Do you think there's still more to come from this team? Um, yeah, certainly. I mean, we could beat teams by by more than three, I think, comfortably many times. I mean, as you said, that's the third time we've won 3 0. It's actually a third of our league games that we've won 3 um, 0, which I think is, you know, outstanding. But there's only Watford who've scored more goals than us, and uh, they've conceded more at the same time. I think we have the best goal difference in the league at the moment, which is testament to the, the work the entire squad's doing at the moment. Yeah, uh, we'll move on. Joint from- with Watford. Joke with Watford, is it? Well, Watford don't really count since they're an Udinese reserve team, so we'll we'll just say that we've got the best goal difference in the league. Uh, We'll leave that there for now then, and we'll move on to this week's quiz. Have you got the quiz music handy, Adam? I'll put you on the spot a little bit there. There we go. And I've picked out a special quiz question because we've had some comments about Andy's understanding Andy's anecdotes, Andy's anecdotes about all the players that he knows, all the players Sorry. that he sees in the pub. So I've, I've picked a question that he, he can't um, tell anecdotes about because it's a team-based question. And the question is, excuse me, in the last 10 years, we've played 46 cup ties. Name all the teams we've played in cup competitions. I thought, since we're on a bit of a cup run, this would be a good question. So we've played some teams more than once, obviously, but there's been 46 cup ties, so it's not 46 teams, it's 46 cup ties. So we'll start with you, Robbie, a team that we've played in either cup competition in the last 10 years. Um, Burton Albion. Burton Albion's a very good shout. I think we played them in the, the League Cup a couple of seasons back. The first round game, I think. Um 
Andy, we'll come to you. Have you got any store, cup stories? Uh, got lots of cup stories. Is Lenny <laughs> John Rose not an answer this week, then? Uh, team Lenny John Rose is not a team that we've played in the cup. I'll say <laughs> Chelsea, then. Chelsea, absolutely. One of the best nights, I think, to be a Burnley fan in recent history. That League Cup night with the Beast penalty heroics and Adi Akinbae's goal in front of the shed. That was a fantastic night. Andrew Frost, we'll have one from you now. He plays a cup tie from the last 10 years. Um, let's go for Blackburn Rovers. Blackburn Rovers, I think that's already been said on the um, on the live chat. Of course, if you are listening, play along on Twitter. Use the hashtag NNMPod and we'll get your answers read out. And if you're on the live chat, chuck some teams at us and we'll go through them as quickly as possible. Blackburn, of course, we played in the FA Cup and that was one of the earliest on the list, so good spots on them. Um, Adam, a cup game from you, please. Uh, West Ham. West Ham, of course, our next opponents, and we played them a few years back in one of the Cups. We'll go through some of the answers that we've had on the chat before we go through the panel again. Spurs from Ganks, of course. Played Spurs a couple of times in the Cup recently. Most famously, of course, the Carling Cup semi-final, where we were so close to booking a place in the final, but we also played them in the FA Cup a few years before then. Um, Port Vale as well, an excellent shout. That was... um, a League Cup game, I think, of Port Vale. And we've had Liverpool as well, famous for Jimmy Triore's own goal, spectacular in the FA Cup at Surfmore. Arsenal, one of the teams we played three times. Can you believe that? We played Arsenal three times in Cups. There was the, the Kevin McDonald game, there was the, the Carling Cup game, and also the FA Cup game in the promotion season that we lost. Is there any more on that we need to come through? York City, who we played in the first round of the Cup this year and Preston, who we played this year as well. I think that brings us up to speed, so we'll go through the panel again. Let's have another team from you, please, Andy. Uh, struggling. I was going to say Burton, but he got picked out, didn't it? Did, uh, I think we played Barnsley in the Premier League season when um, Kevin McDonald was down injured, so that must have been Cup. Absolutely. In fact, Barnsley was one I wasn't sure anyone was going to get because we'd been in the league with them so many times it's difficult to pick out league and cup terms. but we've actually played Barnsley three different times in cup competitions in the last 10 years one of the teams we've played most often along with Arsenal we've had an answer off Twitter already James Pete on Twitter says Barnet and he's absolutely right we played them a couple of years ago we'll go through the chat again someone said Swindon Town because Charlie Austin went back to his old club that was quite recently and also Fulham who we beat in the Capital Punishment Cup run um, we'll come back to you there Andrew let's have another team from you I wanted to give you a really obscure one in Canvey Island, but I think that was the year before. So I'm just going to go for an obvious one with Aston Villa. Aston Villa's a very good one as well. Again, they're the other team that we've played three times. Twice, um, almost 10 years ago now, and then just a few years ago as well. Um, James, I've been neglecting you because I think he's gone, actually. James has gone, let's have a team from you, Adam. Uh, yeah, I think we got knocked out of the FA Cup by Norwich a few years back. We did, absolutely. Norwich is on the list. Um, I'll have another one from you then, Andy. I don't think anyone said Man United yet. I think we, that might be more than 10 years ago, but I remember us playing him in the Cup. We did play him in the Cup, but it is more than 10 years ago. Ooh. <laughs> you can have another go. I'm struggling. Um, okay, we'll come back to you. James, I neglected you a bit there because I wasn't sure if you were free. Let's have a couple of teams from you then. Give us a good answer. Uh, all of mine have gone, I'm afraid. <laughs> all of them? You can't think of anyone? No, well, I'm, I'm pretty busy, to be honest. But no, I've, <laughs> I've, all my answers have gone because you neglected me and went to the chat first. <laughs> well, I wasn't sure if you were busy or not, so... That's your own fault for being busy. Um, I will go back to the chat then. Watford um, is more than 10 well, years ago that cup game. Go on then, Andy. Uh, Morecambe. We played Morecambe when Chris Eagle scored and everyone was singing to him, which was great fun. <laughs> we did, yeah. Morecambe was the first round league cup tie. And someone on the chat, Gangster said, Oldham, who we played successive years, actually Oldham, one of the last teams that we played more than once. There's two still on the list, actually, that we played more than once in cup competitions. Does anyone know who that might have been? Arsenal. West Brom. 
Um, not West Brom, no. I don't think West Brom are even on the list. Let me just... Oh, West Brom are on the list, but we've only played them once. Arsenal were... Arsenal, we've played them three times. There's some more answers on the chat as well, so I'll go through those. MK Dons is correct. We've played them a couple of times. They're one of the last teams left that we've played multiple times. And Hartlepool as well, we've played a couple of times in the first round. Oh, of the we, we lost at Hartlepool one year, didn't we? That was embarrassing. To That's when... Got an anecdote Hart- about Hartlepool. Go on, let's have your anecdote about Hartlepool. When we played him, played him in the cup, I went to that game and there was a free kick and they took it and it hit Joey Goodjohnson smack in the face and, <laughs> and knocked him off his feet. <laughs> and about two minutes later, we got they got another free kick in exactly the same place and exactly the same thing happened and I, I couldn't stop laughing. He took two in the face in the space of two minutes. <laughs> I think you had an anecdote about the Chelsea game as well that I, I sort of skipped through because I was trying to fit everyone in. What was well, your story? just when we were in the bridge and my mate were listening to it on his radio, which was slightly in front of the television that was showing like the, the goals coming in. And my mate cheered, thinking we'd won, and the whole pub went up and then he'd missed it. <laughs> so we nearly got lynched. When, I think it was. Was it Elliot that missed? Um, I can't remember, to be honest. I just remember... It was. We thought we'd won and, and we hadn't, and the whole pub cheered cause, and then suddenly realised. So, yeah, got chased out of town that night. <laughs> Brilliant. We've had an answer from Twitter as well. Joe Pattinson says Derby County, which is an excellent answer. They beat us in the FA Cup in 2006. There's still quite a few answers left. We've had one from Ganks on the chat, which is Burry, who we've played a couple of times in the first round of the League Cup, so that's a very good answer. We've still got quite a few teams left. I think we'll um, do the rest of the, the quiz now and then move on. So we'll come back to you, Adam. Uh, yeah, uh, we won against Liverpool a few years back. We absolutely did that FA Cup game. I think someone on the chat had already said that, but well remembered. Of course, the Jimmy Traore goal that provoked widespread hilarity at Turf Moor when he tried to do a funny little turn and turn it into his own net. Robbie, we'll have one from you then, please. I'm struggling, yeah. Um... We are running out. I think there's only maybe a dozen teams left. Uh, Aston Villa, has that been said? Villa's gone, I'm afraid. What about one from this season? There's one from this season that no one said yet. Forest. Of course, that's a cheap one. We beat Forest last week in the Cup, of course. Stockport's an incorrect answer, I'm afraid. That's not on the list. And Carlisle is another off-pole, off the chat. Carlisle is correct. We played them in the first round of the League Cup a few years ago. Let me count up how many answers there are left. There are four, five, six, eight or nine left. Um, We'll come back to you, James. James, I, I assume yeah. this means the ones I've asked about are right. I've had even seen which ones you asked about. Well, Chesterfield, Scunthorpe, Gillingham. I don't think any of those are right, I'm afraid. <laughs> no, no. I think they must all be more than 10 years ago. 10 years, just to, to fill you in, was the year that we played Liverpool and then Blackburn and Spurs as well in the League Cup. So anything longer ago than that season, which was under um, under Steve Cottrell. I'm just laughing at James on our Ooh. chat function that we used. James tried to say Gillingham and it also corrected to Fillingham, <laughs> which has tickled me a little bit. <laughs> um, so, we are running out of teams now. Yeah, so what season are we going back to? 2004 to 2005 is the last season we went back to. Oh, so 10 seasons, not 10 years. Because I think well, the answers might have been in 2003, which would sum up why they were wrong. I think. Well, it's it's 10 years, including this one. <laughs> that's not are you over the... Oh, no, the... I, I, I thought we meant, meant calendar years. That's, when I should, that's my fault. I should have clarified seasons. Um, Adam, you've got a couple to get us closer to the end of the quiz, I think. Yeah, uh, did we beat Grimsby a few years back, I think? Yep, first round of the League Cup. Have you got another one? Uh, Bournemouth. Bournemouth, not there, I'm afraid. We are down yeah. to the last seven or eight teams, so it's getting tricky now. If you are on Twitter listening, use the hashtag NNMPod to get your answers in and... We've had lots of good answers off the chat, but we are running dry a little bit. So I think we'll leave that there for now and we will come back to it. And we'll do Player of the Month now. We are running a Player of the Month competition in conjunction with the Burnley Express all this season. 
Danny Ings won comfortably in August, but maybe it'll be a little bit tighter this month after an unbeaten run. Um, who do you think the leading candidates are this month, Andy? Um, Danny Ings. Um, Vokes. <laughs> uh, I thought you might say Ings. Yeah, um, definitely got to be Vokes, hasn't it? And uh, Tom Eaton. Um, but clean sheets. Um might not have had a lot of work to do, but when he has had work to do, he's been fantastic. He's made some superb saves. Um, and poss- possibly Arfield as well, because he seems to have improved. But whether he's player of the month, I don't know, but he's certainly, certainly getting up there. Well, I'm sure there will be um, plenty, plenty of um, debate over the player and those, but I do need to come back to the quiz because I've been wrong again and this isn't the first time one of my quizzes has been wrong I'm being told that Bournemouth was correct and of course it was correct because Wade Elliott played at Turf Moor and he tore Morkamara a fresh one so I really should have remembered that but we put these quiz questions together in a rush on a Monday so things do slip through the net sometimes so I can only apologise let's get back to the player of the month anyway um, Robbie Kopak, what do you think? Players in the mix this season, this month? Um, yeah, Sam Volks, Arfield has had a good month after his mistake against Blackburn. Um, all of them, really. I don't think there's been one bad player. I think you could even mention David Jones as well. Who, he, when he got injured against Leeds, we seemed to lose our composure just a little bit, but I, I do think he's a key player and He's had a good month. It will be interesting to see how the, the vote splits this month. Um, Andrew, do you think it's going to be a tight one or is there a leading candidate in your eyes? It's definitely going to be a tight one. Um, personally, this month I'd go for the front two, but I'm going to give it to Vokes because before the Blackburn game, he was playing well, but I, I didn't feel that he was that much of a goal threat, to be honest. But that Blackburn game, I just, it was just like a turning point almost, I thought. He put himself about, he ran down everything, and he actually looked a goal threat. And then since then, he's been scoring even more. So I'm going to go for Volks this month. I think Volks will probably be a popular one. We'll cut them through everyone um, in a couple of minutes and get their votes. But um, do you think there's anyone else, Adam, that deserves to be mentioned in there with Ings, Volks, and Arfield as players, and Heaton as well? Anyone else uh, should be in there in sort of the top five, maybe? Yeah, I think you've got to give uh, Kieran Trippier a shout. I'm just watching some of the uh, the runs he gets down that wing, the uh, and the crosses he gets in, the just pinpoint every time. I think he's uh, he's definitely got to be in with a shout. Um, yeah, Trippier, of course, is is so consistent, Kieran Trippier, that people I think might forget about him when the Player of the Month comes around. But someone did joke when we announced we were having this award every month that it would be the Kieran Trippier Player of the Month award because he was so dominant last season. But it's not turned out to be the case at all. Um, we'll come through the panel then and have your votes for Player of the Month. Of course, if you are wanting to make sure you, well, excuse me, your vote counts, um, use the hashtag. Clarets POTM on Twitter and if you add your comments as well they'll get on site and maybe in the newspaper as well so make sure you get your votes in using hashtag Clarets POTM um, I'm not sure when voting causes it sometime this month this week even <laughs> but we will um, make sure we are getting through those as quickly as possible James then we'll come to you your player of the month I've already voted for it and it's Sam Volks. And what, what's so impressive about Sam Volks this, this month? Oh, he's, he's scoring goals. I think um, when you're playing alongside Danny Ings, it's probably easy to end up in his shadow. But he's, he's not done that at all. He's been been fantastic. I just want to mention, though, that whoever says that Arfield should get player of the month, he can't just for one reason. While he has made amends for it, there still is that back pass. And that should void him from the player of the month for the next three months, probably. <laughs> a mistake that happened in September should void him for the December Player of the Month award. Almost certainly. <laughs> yeah, of course. Rovers. Just to recap, Rovers was the first game this month, the one-all draw, and we've won four games in a row since then. So, plenty of of players to to mention. We've had a couple in for Sam Volts already. Um, Adam Heap, what about you? Who's your Player of the Month? Uh, I've, I've got to give it to Wings as much as I, uh, I love 
Kieran Trippier's performances. Uh, I think Ings has had just shown a, a great drive, determination to be uh, the leading goal scorer. I think he really wants to fill those shoes that uh, Charlie Austin left, and I think he's doing it. Dare I even ask you your player of the month is Andy? It's probably going to be a predictable one. Can, can we have Vings? No, no. Someone tried to vote for Vings, as in votes and Ings on Twitter, and I told him off because you have to pick one. You can't be giving him joke awards. That's just ludicrous. The counting would be to... so hard. <laughs> I've got to go, Danny Ings. I mean, equaling a club record is um, a, a great achievement, which whatever, whatever anyone else has done. So we're put pretty split between um, votes and things, which is why people were trying to vote for things, I suppose. Um, we'll come to you then, other Adam. You've been quiet so far today doing your producing thing. <coughs> yeah, I need to close, close my, uh, <laughs> my throat. We'll come to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to vote for uh, Sam Vokes too, because uh, basically the reason that um, James said. So that makes it easier. <laughs> Brilliant. Is, is there anything in particular that you think um, Sam Volks has stood out for in the last month? Um, he's, well, he's started scoring goals, hasn't he? He's um, he's turned from a kind of elusive player like that could disappear from matches towards right at the beginning of the season into one that's that's um, actually scoring goals and had a, um, a kind of prominent role in in, in games. Well, we all start with pretty evenly split between Volts and Ings. Um, did we come to you, Robbie? I've, I've completely gone blank. Have you already told us about your player of the month? I think you did miss me. Um, yeah, I, I vote for Sam Volks as well, just because what he contributes, holds the ball up well. I've even noticed him running the channels as well this season. Um, so my vote goes to Sam Volks. Well, I think um, that gives us four votes for Volks and two for Ings from us. Um, of course, if you do agree with us and that Sam Volks is your choice, make sure you vote on Twitter using the hashtag CarrotsPOTM and you can vote for anyone you like. I mean, we had a wide range of votes last week, last month, um, but I think overall Ings had over half of the vote. So it'll be interesting to see how this one comes out in the wash. Um, we'll go back to the quiz now, I think. There are still eight teams to get. A couple from last season... And then a few spread out. So, <laughs> any more from last season, Andy? Can you remember who we played in the cup last year? I can't remember who we played last Tuesday. Can I normally? <laughs> um, I've got a get. I've got one that I must must be right though. But I don't think we played them last year. Uh, Man City, because we used to get beat about twenty eight nil, didn't we? Every time we played them. Um. <laughs> That's got to be less than ten years ago, surely. Which, which City Cup game are you talking about? Because that's not on my list either. <laughs> we used to we played City a few times when we got hammered, didn't we? we yeah, that was the league. Okay. I was think they were league games. Oh, thanks for backing me up. I've, I've, two hours in one week will be unforgettable. I'll be taking. I'll be taking. He's off been the same week as us, uh, Andy. You may have forgotten, but they, they, <laughs> did, once, they did once not have money. Yeah. <laughs> Pre-money, they still used to beat us every week. Um, have you got a guess for us, James? Um, that's embarrassing. Aren't it? I've just mocked him. I don't have an answer. Uh, <laughs> has anyone, one said, the has anyone There's, said Plymouth? No one said Plymouth. They were a team that we played last year. So we'll tick those off. Keep your guesses coming in. Ronan's just said Plymouth as well, actually. Um, I think seven teams left. Still one from last season. The first round of the League Cup. Who do we play in the first round of the League Cup last year? Adam, let's have a guess from you. Oh, I don't think I can get last year's one, but uh, has anyone mentioned Portsmouth yet? No one's mentioned Portsmouth. That's one of the ones still to get. So we are now down to the last what's seven. Was it the first one from last season, Port Vale? And I'm sure someone said Port Vale. If they did, I didn't hear them. So yeah, I will take. I thought I heard you say Port Vale. You did say Port Vale. All right. I, 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 I went there. I That's the man there. They ain't good game. Fine. Port... Port Vale has now been ticked off. I'm trying to do several things at once in my own defence. 
<laughs> so we will move swiftly on. There are still six teams to get, including one from the promotion season. Can anyone remember the other team we played in the promotion season? I've got a corker, I think. Go on. And I think we played Mansfield Town in about 2004. Mm, it's not on the list, I'm afraid. That might be the season before. I'm willing to be told that I'm wrong, but I don't think Mansfield Town is correct, I'm afraid. What about you, Robbie? Have you got a guess for me? No, I'm really struggling. <laughs> um, give us a random team, then. You've got a reasonable chance of getting one, right? I'm, I'm trying to think of the promotion season one. Uh, no, I honestly don't know. I really do not know. Was it Fulham? Because we, we played a lot of Premier League London sides, didn't we? Um, Fulham had been said, and I've managed to cross it off as well. So, well done, mate. Um, Adam, you've got another guess. Yeah, did we? Has anyone said QPR from that season? Another London team we beat. QPR is the last one from, of course, that capital punishment run when we beat five London teams altogether in cup competitions. Incredible run, really. So, we are now down to the last. Five cup ties, and one of the teams was played twice. We've had an answer off the chat of Ronan. He's got Wolves, who were one of the cup ties from all four or five. So we just have three clubs left to get now. And I'm being told that Mansfield was also correct. In 2004, we beat Mansfield 2-0 in the cup. I was wrong again. I'm not sure. No, see, that would have been all three or four. See, I'm, I am correct. It's just the season's year thing again, isn't it? Isn't it? Someone, someone, tell me. If it was in two thousand four, early two thousand four, yes, that would be the exact same thing that you you didn't clarify earlier. So. Yeah, so it's my fault for clarifying, but it's the last ten seasons, not the last ten years. So that Mansfield tie doesn't count. It doesn't count. Um, three teams left then. Fleetwood. Fleetwood's not correct, is it? Please tell me Fleetwood's not correct. That's not on my list. Anyone said Derby? Derby's gone, yeah. So the, the, one, the team that we played twice in the Cup in the last 10 years, I can tell you we lost them both. One was 06-07 in the FA Cup and the other was 09-10, also Reading. in the FA Cup. MK Dillman. Reading, that's the one. We lost to Reading twice and we haven't beaten them in the Cup in the last 10 years. So just two teams left to get and I'll give you a clue. One of them isn't English. Cardiff. Correct. So one team AC left. Milan. AC Milan. Yeah, remember when we played AC Milan? That was great. That. Because it didn't happen. <laughs> one team left then, and this is from the 2010 to 2011 season. Any guesses? We'll what open the panel. Um, they're in the same league as us now. I'm not sure what league they were in then. Probably Premier League. Uh, Bolton. Bolton is correct. Thank God that's over. That was terrible. Oh, yeah, Wade Elliott scored, didn't he? The worst. Did he? Tell us about that Wade Elliott goal. I don't remember. It was, wasn't it? It was the first time Owen Cole came back. Owen Cole came back. Lots of people going, Judas, Judas. And then Wade Elliott scored. I didn't realise that was so long ago. So long ago. Um, So that's all from this week's quiz, which was... A slight bit of a shambles, I will admit. Um, but we'll edit all that out. We'll edit it all out, won't we, Adam? Are we going to edit this out? We'll edit it out, won't we? We'll edit it out for the one no, that was on no, IG. Not happening. <laughs> we'll edit it so that I sound like I know what I'm talking about. That's what we're going to do. That'll be Adam's job. Um, the last thing, then, that I want to talk about this week is attendances again, and also the atmosphere at Turf Moor. Um, the crowd for Charlton was, again, slightly on the low side, but I interviewed Lee Hughes for the site on Saturday, and he said attendances are actually on a par with the last few seasons and told me that we've sold over 7,000 season tickets. So maybe things aren't as bad as they seem. Um, we'll come to you first, Andy. What do you make of attendances and the atmosphere at Turf Moor as well this season? Do you think it's been a bit quiet? Uh, yeah, possibly. There's certainly a lot of empty seats, like... Certainly hasn't been since probably a couple of years before we went up. Um, I mean, the, 
even the top tier of the James Hargreaves isn't getting anywhere near like full the middle blocks are. Um, and I, I think attendances will improve if we keep this form. And if they don't, then that's that's unfair. And uh, if people keep criticising the cost of it when they're doing these deals where it's coming out, is it about 20 quid you can get a ticket for if you buy the packs? Um, um, I think the flexi I think, ticket, I think, yeah, I think the six game pack works out just over twenty quid a game. Yeah, so I mean, and you're second in the league. You, what you know? How cheap can they go? I think they're doing as as much as they can do. People have just got to, you know, put their hand in the pocket, really. Um, well, it'll be interesting if people have got any theories over why people are still staying at home. I was surprised the crowd was so low on Saturday. Like you say, we were in the top two uh, before Blackpool played on Friday night anyway. So we were right up there playing good football and it was another good win on Saturday. Andrew, why do you think people are still staying at home even though we're playing so well? Um, I'm not sure. I think part of it is the fact that we might have took a lot of people by surprise. And I think that a lot of fans are, not being harsh, but pretty fickle in the sense that they don't come when we're not playing so well, but now we are. I'd expect attendances to rise slightly. Um, just following on from what Andy said, though, I think the club are trying to make season t- uh, tickets sorry, available and affordable. And um, personally, I think the West Ham game for season ticket holders, where you get a free alcoholic beverage, that's bang on. Well, they are doing these deals, and one of the things I, I spoke to Lee, who's about on Saturday, was promotions. And he told me that they can only run three promotions a season. The, the Football League regulations say that they can only do that three times a season. So they can do these things where they're giving incentives to the season ticket as, holders as well. But if they offer cheap tickets more than three times a season, the Football League's going to kick off with them. I'm not sure why, but that's what he told me. Um, James, you're at most home games at Turf Moor. Have you noticed anything different about the atmosphere this season? Is it is it quieter than normal or do you think it's about the same? I know you're, you're in a glass box, so I'm not sure how much you can hear the fans. I think actually um, it's a bit louder, despite the fact that the attendance is, is definitely lower. Um, it, it does seem to be a bit louder. Uh, I don't know whether that's because obviously the football's been quite good and maybe people want to scream and shout about how, how that's been. Um, but I think it's actually been a bit noisier than, than in previous seasons. Um, one of the other things I asked Lee about was a question you wanted me to ask about the, the match day experience and his response was that in America everyone's conditioned to go to the game early and you soak up the atmosphere and have some drinks in the car park and stuff but in, in Britain it's very much go to the pub and then five minutes before the game everyone rushes to the turf so that was the answer to that question but do you think there's still more that the club could be doing to get people in early and get a bit of an atmosphere around the place? I'm not sure. It's, it is a tough one. I mean, it is like like you said in America, people people do do that. I mean, I went to the NFL game yesterday at Wembley, and people were in the the stadium earlier, and there was entertainment to sort of make it worthwhile going in early. And there was events around the ground, uh, and you don't really get that the same at football games here because people do prefer to just go into the, the pub and stroll down to the game at ten to three and come straight on and leave straight after. Um, and Andy's just pointed out that we've tried pre-match entertainment, but it's not been the sort of thing that's got people enthused. Andrew, you've got a point on the fans. Andrew, are you there? Well, he said he had a point, and then he's disappeared. Robbie, we'll come to you. You're on the turf most weeks. What do you think of the crowds this year, and, and the atmosphere in particular? Do you think the fans have been a bit quiet? What? Why do you think that is? Um, I don't really know, but actually, I agree with James. I do actually think it is a bit louder, um, just purely because we're obviously getting the results, so we have got something to shout about. But I, I don't know what it is for the low attendances. I don't think the club can do anything else, to be honest. There's some good offers. I don't think the prices are that bad, but for some reason, supporters decide to stay at home. Well, it would be interesting, wouldn't it? And um, if you're listening live, there's some breaking news. Breaking news on the non Ever podcast. Everton have scored, and it was Lukaku. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to do that. And a final point that I want to raise is goal music. And I think Adam's got a clip there as well. Goal music. Dare we even talk about goal music? It's one of these things that comes up every now and again. 
Let's, let's start with you, Andy. What's your view of goal music? I like it. Really? No. We've met someone who likes it. music. Tell, tell us why you like it, then. I don't know what's wrong with a bit of Tom Ark. Everyone likes it. Everyone likes it. I, don't, I, did, I didn't like it when they started playing uh, some ridiculous songs on Eddie I was there. I, I think that's I wish you could sing about Blackburn about it as well. Ooh, I, I'm shocked. You've, you've taken me back there. James, I think you were about to say something about the, the goal music, were you? Yeah, I was going to say, could you please stop playing it in the background? <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you want to ask me an actual question, feel free at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Do you like the goal music or would you rather we got rid of it? I like goal music. Yeah? Why, yeah, yeah. why do you like the goal music? Have you ever ever listen to it when we don't have gun music well it's been a while hasn't it since we didn't have it well we, we did try and it was very very quiet very very quiet maybe people were just so shocked that there was no goal music that they were all going oh there's no goal music yeah, Robbie, so, see you yeah, on. sorry at the same time as well for every time people say that it, it kills the atmosphere if you look at those big games on the capital punishment dvd the, the place is rocking because everyone is doing that repetitive dance. But well, the things it that... looks pretty cool. <laughs> it looks cool. That's a good enough reason to do it. The reason we're talking about goal music was that um, I went to the turf with someone who's never been before on Saturday, and they said it was embarrassing that we have goal music. So that's why we're talking about it. And he did an article for the site that pokes fun at our use of the goal music. Um, we'll come to he you. He also mocks our pitch. It, Very well, condescending it, about our pitch. It was a bit of a, a, a strange shot on the pitch, which you... I think rightly, it's better than those. You rightly put him correct on the pitch. But let's stay on goal music for now. Robbie, what's your view on goal music? I hate it. <laughs> I honestly hate I, it. I, I thought everyone was going to be like, oh, I love goal music, mate, and I'm just like, daft. No, I, <laughs> I agree. I think after we got this, the uh, second goal against uh, Charlton, it, you know, it was kind of a relief when we got that second goal and the goal music came on and it... To, well, it did for me. It kind of spoilt it slightly, and I didn't enjoy the celebration as much. I, th- I think for, for me, I'm not a fan of the goal music, and it's it's the whole enforced fun thing. It sort of moderates your celebration. You can't celebrate in your own way because it's not possible to clap in a different rhythm than the music that they're playing, and. You, it feels like as soon as the music comes on, everyone stops, and that's why I prefer away games party. But I know some people do like it. It's interesting. We've got a couple of people on the panel who who like it. You've got a suggestion for how we can make goal music a bit better, Adam? Oh uh, yeah, I think clearly the only way to go is to play modern pop songs such as uh, Lady Gaga and Justin Bieber. Once we score a goal. I, th- I think everyone would be happy with that. Everyone would be happy with that. <laughs> Make sure you get your views to us on, on Goal Music um, on Twitter. You can let us know what you think of the Goal Music on Twitter. Use the hashtag NNMPod or tweet us at net. Or you can email us as well. Um, James, the point to you on the music just before we wrap up for today. Yeah, we should just thank ourselves. Look, it could be worse. I went, when I went to Pittsburgh to see the Penguins play, their goal music is Rock and Roll Part 2 by none other than Gary Glitter. Oh, that, that's that's crossing a line now, isn't it? I think that's... I don't think you can do that now. I think, um, yeah, that, no, I, no. I don't think that's right. I mean, Has someone pointed out to them what he did? Yeah, yeah. oh, they know. It's, it's actually banned in the NFL. <laughs> oh but it's, it's acceptable in the NHL. It is a very catchy tune, though. It just feels very <laughs> wrong clapping along to a Gary Gutter song. That is dreadful. Um, I'm in shock. I'm not sure what I was going to say. They did do song two for a while, though. But then they changed back to Gary Gutter. Yeah, I think there's a, another club in the football league uses song two, which works a little bit because it's short and sharp and you get rid of it, whereas Tom Hart, they play it until the kickoff, and it just annoys me. I'd rather we didn't have it, but I understand some people do like the goal music. Um, we've had a point from Jack actually on the chat before we do wrap up. He says, what about what they do in Germany, for example, by Munich and Dortmund? Um, I'm afraid I don't know anything about German football. So um, quickly, Jack, tell us what they do in Germany and we'll we'll come to that. But 
I, I don't know what they do when people score. Any, any of the panel a fan of German goal music? Do the Germans have goal music? Doesn't one of them have a, that song by Scooter, Maria, I Like It Loud? Maybe that's what he's referring to. I'm not sure. I think, I think one plays it before the game or something, but basically they, they play it and then the crowd sort of do the noise. That sounds... I don't know if you've heard that song. I really don't want to do it by humming, but... <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, I know you did the song. <laughs> I, know, I know Philadelphia's football team do it as well because the hockey team did it for a little while. The Germans love their Euro pop, don't they? So it sounds yeah. uh, familiar. In, Jack in Germany, don't they? In Germany, don't they uh, get the announcer who he says the name of the girl and then they all repeat it three times like the crowd. Ch- yeah, I think they do that a bit. They do that at Arsenal now, don't they? Jack saying they did it at the Champions League final, whatever it was. Uh, I don't remember it, I'm afraid. Andy saying did they play Dan Busters. Trust Andy to the lower the tone. Bloody hell, Andy. <sighs> Shocking. Um, so, yeah, we'll leave the goal music there for now. Um, if you've got any suggestions for how we can make the goal difference a bit better, please do let us know. Amusing or serious, tweet us at nonenevernet and use the hashtag nnnpod. Um, someone's just pointed out that we used to have 500 miles which is appalling that's one of the worst songs ever we'll finish off with a, a fan great news actually is I found out that yes they do do what I just said excellent so you were right um, Brilliant. I'm yeah. so pleased Marissa Dortmund do it <laughs> uh, and then they do the repeating the thing the name thing I'm watching it on YouTube right now excellent that's a, a good use of your time on the podcast it's, called, been... it's called the dupe in Philadelphia it's called the dupe. Brilliant. I'm still not really exactly sure what the song is. If I if I watch you on YouTube, we'll get the uh, audio. Shall we do that? Oh yeah, brilliant. By all means, go ahead. I've I've completely lost control of the podcast. <laughs> what's the YouTube name? What's the I'm, I'm actually, what's I'm the actually title? Watching it on YouTube. Um, I'm gonna have to send you the thing, aren't I? <laughs> um, Live broadcasting, everyone. I'll just pad. Let, let me just pad. And I'm see just. Pad. And I'll I'm just sending add, you the. Um, <laughs> I've, sent, I've sent you the watch code. <laughs> okay. Oh, this is terrible. Um, I'm going to do the fantasy football scores and we will come back to this because I've had a really good week, so I want to talk about the fantasy football. Chris Shapland, bless him, is still top. He's had a good week as well. He's got 370 points in the Classic League and he's top from Graham Barlow and Stephen Cochran, rounds off the top three. I've climbed up into the top 20, but Adam Adam Heap is still up there in 12th place. I'm just trying to find where James is, because I'm pretty sure James is having a shot. 70-something. It's gone really bad. He's 77th out of 79. Oh, I've dropped even further. Yep, there's uh, only Matt Hall and Ben Kilbride below you. That is it. And I think they've given up. I think they probably have. It's the other I, last person who's still trying. I, I played my, my wild card this week. I want to have a look at your team and tell you what's wrong with it. I can't I've... actually find this video. <laughs> <laughs> we are still looking for that gold music video. I'm not sure anyone's still listening, but we will um, carry on, try to get you there. And in the um, head-to-head league, Crocs in Frocks is unbeaten. Five straight wins today, top that league. Have we made any progress on the gold music, or no. shall we call it a day? No, we're not calling it a day now. We've got to do it. <laughs> You're insistent. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Um, Oh, dear. Should we talk a little bit about tomorrow night, then? A trip to Doncaster. Andy, let's come to you. We haven't heard from you for a while. Do you fancy a chance to get another good result tomorrow night? I hope we can, because I think we go top, don't we, if we win? Um, uh, CPR not play? No, I don't think they are. So, that would would be nice, wouldn't it? Well, it'd be excellent if we. It'd be interesting to see the crowd if we were top going into Saturday's game. So, I mean, what sort of excuse can you have for not going if we are top of the league? I'm just thought... a bit worried about. Oh, sorry. No, go on. What are you worried about? I'm just a bit worried about um, Dice getting manager of the month and then doing what it always does to a Burnley manager, meaning he won't win another game for ages. Well, I, think I have the music, guys. Oh, finally. Go on, man. So they do live commentary of it as well. They're all cackling at once and jumping up and down. 
and waving flags. Jeez, what is that siren? Go! Oh, this is the repeating. Please turn that off now. It's going to be a headache. Oh. So there we go. Even if you don't like Tom Hawk, at least we don't do that. Um, just to finish off then, let's do some predictions for tomorrow night then. Do you think we're going to get the win, Andy? Are you still there, Andy? Yeah, sorry. I'd like to think that we can win 2-0 um, for a change. Um, Adam, let's have a prediction from you. Five straight wins? Yeah, I think so. I think I'll go 2-1. What about you, Robbie? Another win for Burnley? Um, it's certainly going to be a tough game. Uh, I'll, we'll scrape a 1-0 victory. And finally, you, James, clean sheet. Is it going to be a, a Burnley win? I think it's going to be 2-0 to Burnley. Excellent. Well, hopefully the team performs as well as we all say they're going to. Of course, No Man Ever Live will be on tomorrow night for the Doncaster game. Um I'm sure we've probably just lost all our listeners through playing that goal music from the German football. But if you are still there, make sure you tune in tomorrow for None and Ever Live. And we'll be back Saturday as well for Burnley v Reading. Burnley could be top of the league for that game. So that's exciting stuff as our starts of the season continues. We'll be 10 games in tomorrow night as well, so it'll be interesting to see the league table. Um, but that's all for tonight. It's been a long podcast. It's been a bit long, old stretch, so it's probably lasted your commute all week. So thanks for sticking with us. Our panel tonight. Oh, we've got one last stat. One last stat from Adam before we do wrap up for the night. Have you got that stat to hand, Adam? Yeah, I do. I'm glad I got to use this. I'd just like to point out in six of the last eight seasons, the team who is placed second at the end of September has been promoted. Brilliant. Fantastic way to end the podcast. That's it. We're up. <laughs> yeah, call the season off. Call it off. Yes, I said podcast. It's been a long week. Yes, it's only Monday. So thanks to my panel, Andy, Adam, Robbie, James, and Adam. Um, we've been the Non Ever Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll be back at the same time next week. Goodbye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Non Ever Podcast. For more, visit nonanever.net. And don't forget, follow us on Twitter at No Name Ever Net. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.